Next on BYUSN, today is the day. BYU men's and women's basketball open up tournament play at the West Coast Conference Championships in Las Vegas. Which team has the better matchup, though? And while it's a ball day and night for the Cougars, are you more excited for that or some football? Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Friday, March 3rd. We are live from the Orleans Arena in the press conference room. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us uh, alongside our wardrobe coordinator, Jerem Jordan. I am merely Spencer Lynch. Okay, we don't talk about uh, you know wardrobe, what we're going to wear. Yeah. Um, today's White Hoodie Day. And you're like, wait, aren't they in Vegas? Why are they in the press conference room? Well, if a team goes out on the court, we our set's near the court now. So they kind of have to give us the okay whether they want us there or not. Pacific Women's Hoops chose not to. I respect it. They want the privacy of that shoot-around. So we're here today, but... Uh, you know, we anticipate Monday being back out on the court, but we'll see whose shoot around it is and whether they want us out there. If it's Randy Bennett and St. Mary's, you better believe they don't want Jared, us out there. We take it one show and one day at a time. Well, speak for yourself. One uh, show and one day at a time. Specifically, but okay. yeah, day one in the books. How you feeling, by the way? I'm feeling better. Yeah. You know, based better on than based ago? on what you yesterday, if you didn't see this, Jaron put a camera in front of my face right before we went live for the first show and was like, hey, how you feeling? And I was like, it's day one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I slept a little better last night. I'm feeling good. Yeah, we uh, more on this later, but yeah, we, we had some food with Ty last night. Uh, Tyler House, we'll talk to him in a sec. But yeah, fun to just see the games, see the first day. We're going to see two BYU games today. This isn't exactly what we want, per se, but kind of. We work for BYU TV. We want to see the Cougs on BYU yeah. TV. So we got five seed men and women. Coming up today, two of the four games feature the The silver lining is not having to wait until Monday to watch BYU play. And that would have been a good thing, because that meant the regular <laughs> season was awesome. But we'll, we'll take what we get, which brings us to today's show. Uh, lots going on in Cougar sports right now on a game day. What are we most excited about? Uh, we previewed both the men and women's games with uh, Tyler Haas. Kristen Kozlowski will join us as well. BYU football is not skipping leg day. Another squat video you need mm. to see this time from Nice Amahe. And fantasy basketball, perhaps with a twist. We'll see what I'm willing to yield. Here's today's headlines. Beginning with BYU men's basketball, they take on the Portland Pilots, who hit 19 three-pointers as a team last Jeez. night and broke a West Coast Conference tournament record. Hopefully that excellent three-point shooting has now all been worked out of the system of the Pilots. We'll see. <laughs> the winner of this game will take on the four-seed LMU in quarterfinal Saturday action. BYU did beat Portland earlier this year in the one match and the matchup they had at home, 71-58, but the Pilots were without their two best players, Moses Wood and Tyler Robertson, in that game. The Cougars are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Naturally, I have to give you that line. We're in Las Vegas. Yeah, of course. Five-seed women's hoops plays nine-seed Pepperdine today at 3 Eastern, first game of the day. They split the season series. The leading score for Pepperdine, Ali Stedman, out. Waves nice comeback yesterday. More on that coming up. Three different BYU Cougars will participate at the prestigious NFL Combine over the weekend. Puka Nakua and Jaron Hall get going tomorrow. Blake Freeland will be very busy on Sunday. Baseball walked off Omaha yesterday to win 12-11 in the 10th. Jacob Wilk had the game-winning hit. Cole Gamble scored the game-winning run as seen on the BYU TV app and heard on BYU Radio with Shep. One pitch on its way from Sanders. And Jacob Wilk hits the ball! BYU wins in 10, 12, 11. 
Austin Deming had a big game. Two homers, three hits, four RBIs, three runs. Game two today at 5 Eastern on the BYU TV and BYU radio apps, as well as tomorrow at 2 Eastern for game three. I'm just glad BYU held on to win that game because they were up 11-5 to in the eighth inning. Just that would have been, that would've been bad. Yeah, that would have been bad. <laughs> BYU men's volleyball, huge matchup against number two Grand Canyon. The Cougars coming off uh, a sweep and then a five-set win over Concordia, Irvine, Grand Canyon. Well, they're coming off a loss to Pepperdine. However, it's Grand Canyon on their home floor, and they always get up for BYU. And that's their only loss of the season. Uh, they're way up there, right? It's number two. So we'll see what happens. Get, get, a, get a split? I'd be happy. Get a split. Uh, softball dropped the opener at the Trailblazer Tournament in St. George. Damian Lillard was not there. To Oregon State 7-4. The Cougars play UNLV and Portland State today, then Idaho State and Utah tomorrow. BYU Gymnastics, number 28 team in the country, will be in Columbus, Ohio tonight for a matchup with the 16th-ranked Buckeyes of Ohio State at the Cavalli Center. 6.30 Eastern today, first meeting between the two teams in a regular season format. Is it like an Italian pronunciation? Is that what's going on there? I, I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> men and women's tennis play today. The men are at Texas Rio Grande Valley, and the women play at San Francisco. All rise and shout. It's game day, and time for What's Trending. Step back, triple, and knocks it down! Bring on Pepperdine first for the women, and then Portland for the men. It is game day on a Friday. BYU's teams, both five seeds, and we feel like, for the most part, in favorable matchups. But, Jerem, which team has the better matchup today? Is it the BYU women who play at 1 p.m. Mountain Time, 3 Eastern, or is it the BYU men who get underway at 8 Eastern tonight, 5 Pacific? I think it's the women versus Pepperdine. Uh, Pepperdine playing uh, without its uh, leading scorer, Nally Stedman, who had 21 in the Pepperdine win in Provo, and then, um, you know, it's, it's Kristen Dowling's not there, their head coach. They had a nice game yesterday, down 14 with like a buck 40 left in the third. Great comeback. They didn't lead until the last, you know, part of the game. Portland's coming in hot, and as you mentioned, no Moses Wood, no Tyler Robertson, their top two players, in the one matchup they had. BYU didn't play them twice. That's the Gonzaga rule. They're two teams. They won two extra non-conference games a couple years ago. BYU only played Portland once at home. Those two guys weren't there. BYU won convincingly, but it, that team's very different. Last night, they might have played the best game of the season. I mean, they set a West Coast Conference tournament record, 19 threes. They had nine at halftime, and Tyler and I, uh, Tyler's super smart. I am not, but we were like, I, I brought it up. This isn't sustainable. Oh, it was. Uh, they made 10 in the second yeah, half. more so. Now, I don't think it's sustainable going into tonight. Sure, could they make 10 or 12, whatever? Yes. They're going to make 19 again. There's, there's no way. No, watch. They go for 20 or something. But <laughs> Portland's coming in super hot, confident. They've won a game. They've probably checked a certain box in their mind of, like, on Portland Sports Nation. They're probably talking about what – oh, they don't have it. What, uh, what is our goal here? What do we need to – hey, let's win a game and then just see where we're at against yeah. BYU. BYU feels like, okay, we can take Portland, but they, they're coming in hot, and they have those two players. The scout is different than that first matchup, Spence. I think it's the women against Pepperdine who are shorthanded, maybe used all the gas in the tank to come back and win. And the, and the women, I, I think, are probably a little ticked off. Sub-500 record in non-conference, uh, uh, non 500 record in the league. Lauren Gustin feels like she should have been player of the year. Chip on the shoulder. 
worst opponent. Portland coming in hot. I think it's women. It is the women. And the loss at home to Pepperdine when BYU was up by nine with under two minutes to play, and somehow the Waves got that game into overtime and then beat the BYU women, that has sat for a long time in the collective minds of Amber Whiting and her team. And it was kind of the beginning of this downward trend for BYU to close out the season. Like, that game was a negative turning point. And Amber talked to us yesterday, and she's not shy about using different things to, like, motivate her team. I guarantee that game has been discussed again and again and again. Once that matchup became finalized yesterday, it's like, hey, remember what they did in Provo? And BYU's on a losing streak. Jerem, like a lengthy losing streak. They've had to sit on that basically all week, or since, yeah. since Monday, losing to Portland. Yep. So it's been yeah, a better part of the week. Yep. Are you thinking about that? The hunger is there. I expect BYU to come out just ramped up and ready to play. And it is so tough. When you expend that much energy to come back in a game that Pepperdine played yesterday, what do you have left in the tank? I wonder. I wonder. And you're playing without your best player. Allie Stedden's out for the waist. Yeah. The better matchup is for the BYU women because yep. they're angry. They, they've been thinking about this for a long time. Not Pepperdine specifically, but just how the regular season ended. They want to get that bad taste out of their mouths. And hopefully the uh, Listerine today is a victory against Pepperdine, right? And yep. I, yeah, I just feel like BYU is going to show up and they're going to play hard and they're going to start quick. And, and they might boat race Pepperdine. Don't be surprised to see BYU run away with this thing. Very well can see that. And Nani Falate is uh, obviously a huge key. If she doesn't turn it over a ton, BYU is pretty good. Uh, first team all-conference player. Last year she was a role player. and She's really emerged as a star. The, the angry mention um, you just said reminded me of that Chris Farley skit on SNL where he's tasting you know, uh, coffee. Like, the, <laughs> uh, Sir, did you know these are decaffeinated Colombian Caffeinated crystals, he thought they were something else, and he's like, what? And, then, and he just goes ballistic, and then they do an interview with him, and he's all bandaged up, and they're like, sir, how do you feel? And he's like, angry. That's Lauren Gustin. <laughs> yes. And BYU, yes. after that loss where they shouldn't have lost to Pepperdine at home, the WCC awards, they felt like, Lauren, hey, well, Lauren's the best player. How do you not, you know, you double up everybody in the league in rebounds, and, and you're also fifth in scoring. How are you not the best player? Yeah, I, I expect BYU to come out fired up. The men, they got some work to do, right? And Portland certainly uh, poses a threat. We'll talk to Tyler more about what he thinks of the matchup. They don't have a big who posts up at all. Like Christian Showland, who greatest Showland showed up in Portland or uh, in Provo, he was amazing. He's going to drag Foos out, but Foos will drag him in uh, to the paint. So Foos has got to have a big dunk. Yeah, how does Portland defend Fusini Traore in the post. I think that's a huge concern. And how does BYU defend five out that can shoot threes? And I do like BYU's defensive metrics. Like, we were driving away from the arena last night and having that conversation with Tyler. And, and again, we'll talk to him more about this in a moment. But we all kind of collectively feel like BYU defends the three-point line much better than San Diego yes. does. San Diego is not a good defensive team. They're not a good team in general. They're not a good team in general. They were in the 8-9 game. Steve Lavin's trying to build that program still. Yeah, I, I'm feeling good about BYU. BYU, sh- w- w- there will be an emphasis on 
getting out to shooters. Make them make twos. For only, sure. They were, what, uh, like 0 of 5 from two f- for like 18 minutes yesterday in the game. It was, it was weird. I mean, their first nine field goals in the game were all three-pointers. They didn't have a two-point field goal. It was like pickup out there, but they're making them. Until three minutes left in yeah. the first half. Yeah. So, yeah, BYU is going to defend. We believe they will defend with great urgency. Great vigor. Against the three-point line. They're not... Angry, Chris Farley angry per se, like the women's <laughs> basketball team is. If you haven't seen that, you got to go back and watch it. It's so funny. <laughs> but, yeah, I think the six-and-a-half-point line is yeah. totally fair yeah. between the Pilots yeah. and Cougars. Topic two. Are you more excited this weekend for the West Coast Conference Tournament? Cougars at the NFL Combine. Uh, you know, Jaron Hall and Puka Nakua talking to the media. They're going to they're gonna run. They're going to do everything. Blake Freeland. Or spring football practice begins Monday, by the way. I saw a couple of posts this morning. One from Josh Hewitt, who said, we're ready. And it's all the helmets oh, in yeah. the training room. Looks great. And I'm like, yeah. Big 12 stickers on there? Let, let's go. Like, So that's exciting. And then I saw our boy Cam Miller, who follows college football players, especially as they enter the NFL draft. He just tweeted out a photo of Jaron Hall's nameplate from the NFL Combine. And I was like, oh, yeah. I'm emotionally invested. <laughs> let's go. But it's all about Look. access. We are here. We have access to actual games. Actual games will always win this conversation for me. Even if it is football versus basketball, I will take an actual basketball game, especially in March, at a tournament over practice and a combine scenario. Football's king when it's in season. It's not in season right now. Basketball Wait, but is. Spring football season's the number no, two no, sport of BYU. No, no. Not when it compares <laughs> to March basketball. Yes. March basketball is another level. I'm kidding. Tyler Haas is walking away offended. My bad. <laughs> you, play, <laughs> you play for the right to get to March and do something it's special not the here. quote. Okay, well, what's the quote? The play. You play, you play to, to win, win the game. You play to get to March. And, yeah, no, it's March. You're it's right. It's so exciting. March uh, basketball, yeah, it, for great. me, is right there on the excitement level of just football in general. Well, general March basketball. Because we've not walked out of this gym seeing BYU win this competition. Can they do it in this final year? We've seen the women do it, what, four times or something in yes. the 12 years? Shout out to Jeff Judkins shout for out, that. Shout out to Judd uh, and all the winners. Um, this has not ended well uh, since 01 in this town, right? And we hear the Rebels against UNLV and the whole deal. We've been there and shoes are flying in the stand, whatever, right? Whether that story is true or not. They, Hopefully BYU can muster something here. Yes. My answer yes. to this is yes, WCC tournament. Okay. We're here. We're super invested. We're calling the game, for goodness sake. Yeah, absolutely. Come on. But guess what? The combine's going to be cool. Hopefully these guys do well. And while it is uh, BYU, it is three dudes, right, as opposed to, like, a whole team. Sure. And spring football Monday is going to be cool. Like, that'll be fun. But guess what? Hopefully we're talking about BYU versus St. Mary's on Monday. And we're talking about uh, BYU women against Gonzaga on Monday. That is our just get this get the semifinal Monday, please. That is our hope and our prayer, right? That Monday we were talking about that, and then later next week, yeah. let's talk about spring football. All right, uh, our question of the day is this: Are you more excited this weekend for West Coast Conference tournament basketball, Cougars at the NFL Combine, or spring football practice beginning on Monday? Is it would it be bad if I brought up men's volleyball, taking on number two GCU? <laughs> If Baseball they, against hey, Omaha. All of it. If you want to throw in one of those State. answers, feel free to do so. There's a lot going on. Uh, you know, women's volleyball is going to play some exhibition games this week. There's a lot going on. Is this the busiest week of the year in Cougar sports? 
It, Crazy. It, it might be. There, there is a lot happening. And uh, I'm going to be dead honest with you. Wait, uh, what were you before? My internet just went completely out, and so I have no access to the Twitter feed that is being supposedly put in by our producer <laughs> friends in Provo. In Provo, they're like, why can't you see it? <laughs> yeah, I don't see it either, so it's all good. Okay, so uh, we'll come back with some we'll, of those we'll, tweets we'll get some. and answers to the we'll question of the day. Uh, at Tyhaus3 says, you guys are tools. Uh, BYU men's basketball plays Portland tonight, 9 Eastern in the West Coast Conference second round. Watch it live on BYU TV and the app. It's our game. It's tonight. It's Cougs. Season on the line. You lose tonight. You don't make the NIT. You've got to win. You've got to win tonight. And even though Tyler just dogged us, we're going to invite him on the show. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> What's the one matchup specifically he's looking for between Portland and BYU tonight that he feels like could really factor into who wins this game? This is BYU Sports Nation. We are live in the Studio Orleans. Down in the bayou of the, is that what we decided? Yes. In the press conference room, if you will. The, yeah. the Vegas bayou. That, no one's calling it that but us. <laughs> yeah, no one's calling it that. I've dubbed, it's been called that forever, since like yesterday. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. It's white hoodie day. Um, we do not collaborate on what we, did we not, wear. We do not tell Tyler or Kristen. But though. this is a good sign for cohesion, we think. For what we expect from BYU men's and women's basketball today. Wins. On Elimination Friday. This is a five-seat outfit. And joining us now to discuss both of those matchups is our elite basketball analyst. All-time Ty, that's what you're calling uh, him? New nickname for Ty is all-time. All-time I'm just, uh, BYU's all-time leading scorer. All-time. He's just all-time Ty. Is that okay, man? I'm just disappointed I didn't get the, the invite for White Hoodie Day. <laughs> well... Do a second league tournament tie, and then we'll get to that point. Right? First to one here, yeah, we'll get through it. Yeah, work up to it. All right, let's ask you the same question that Jeremy and I just discussed in our opening topic, which is which of the BYU teams do you feel like has the better matchup? Is it the women against Pepperdine, or do you like the men to show up and take care of business in a big way against Portland? Well, I do think the men are playing with a chip on their shoulder, and they're playing, you know, based on that San Francisco game, I think they're playing their best basketball right now, and that's what you want in March. But um, having said that, I think the women have the better matchup. I think Pepperdine is down there, their leading scorer, and only eight players available right now. I think the women are playing with a chip on their shoulder as well and have something to prove in this tournament. Um, had a tough loss to, to Pepperdine earlier in the year, and so I think I, think I like their matchup a little better. Um, Portland... You know, makes 19 threes yesterday. You know, Jaron, we, we've talked about it. I mean, I think there's an advantage to playing those first, you know, those first 10 minutes. If you've already played a game, you know, maybe you're a little bit tired, but you're used to the arena, you're used to the environment. That takes a minute to get into the flow of stuff, and so um, I'm I'm a little nervous about that that Portland matchup. Um, but uh, excited to, to watch basketball. Nonetheless, it's March, man. And I should be clear, this is actually Ty's fourth WCC tournament, just first down here. Now yeah. that we're back. In, in the, yeah. We've been we in are, studio. We've been in Provo, and now we got the invite sure. here. The official broadcast capacity in stadium. In stadium, yeah. So, yeah, we'll get your white hoodie. 
by the end of the segment. Can someone get that? Um, okay, Portland, Moses Wood and Tyler Robinson, like we were talking about, they didn't play in matchup one. When you're scouting a team, when you're getting ready for that game in this gym, how different is that sort of approach given, hey, that first matchup, we almost have to throw away quite a bit of that film, right? Yeah, I, at this time of the year in March, it's all about heart and effort and but you do talk about some of the storylines that are happening and guys that are that are hot right now, right? And none that are have more of a hot hand than Moses Wood and Tyler Robertson and Christian Scholin. I mean, those guys. Gorsito was pretty good too. Gorsi, yeah, Gorsito was very tough uh, in transition in the open court. You know, this will be interesting tonight. But I, I do think BYU defends the three-point line really well and they're going to force Portland to do something else and try and try and go inside and force them into tough twos. I mean, although BYU has been, has been up and down a little bit, their defensive efficiency numbers and, and metrics are all, you know, top 50 in the country. And, and so the, the big question in my mind is can BYU make shots and get in a rhythm offensively? I think Foose is going to be tough. They'll go to him earlier. They'll try to establish something inside against Christian Scholand. Um, but can they knock down mm. jumpers from the outside? Can they hit? You know that sweet spot number for me is seven, eight, nine threes. If they can hit that, um, I think they they win this game by yeah, eight or nine points. Is seven enough? Seven threes would be enough for you. I think so. I mean. We've seen it over and over where BYU, you know, hits two or three threes. They go two for 15 and just never get into a flow offensively. Tournament games for me are so much about momentum and, you know, because it's win or go home. And whether you, you talk about it or not, you feel that pressure and you see that light at the end of your season. And it, for me, it's so much about just rhythm and momentum and, you know, Seeing a couple of shots go through through the rim just puts everyone at ease, gives everybody a little bit of confidence. And so I think even in the BYU players' mind, they're questioning. I know they've had a, a, a really great week of practice, but I think they their question in their mind is, yeah, can, can we see the ball go through the hoop? Mm. Can we get into a rhythm offensively? Because that's been just a question mark this year. Tyler Haas is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Which BYU player has to have a big game tonight for the Cougars to beat the Pilots? Yeah, I think that guy for me is Rudy Williams right now. I mean, he started last game, um, had, a, had a great game. Uh, in most of the big BYU wins this year, Rudy has shown up and shown up in a big way. And I think he'll be an X factor tonight, uh, especially on offense, just being another scoring threat. I think his speed and quickness and his decisiveness offensively can can really hurt Portland and, and also, you know, relieve some pressure that I think Foose feels a lot. I mean, he, he sees a lot of attention inside. But if, if Rudy can get downhill and get to the basket and find a way to score, um, you know, 15-plus, like, that will help everyone get into a rhythm, I think. Rudy's got to start tonight, right? Yeah, I think After so. After Saturday? I think so. Monday he came on the show and acted like he didn't want to, which uh, in the end doesn't really matter. They may force <laughs> like, him to, yeah. Hey, you were too good, we were too good. Because if he plays like Saturday, Gary's going to Monday. 
Uh, 21 points, 7 assists, didn't really turn it over, one turnover, I think. He was awesome. Mm -hmm. That was one of BYU's best performances, perhaps the best, as we talked about on Saturday. But if, if that version of Rudy shows up tonight, this, this could be a fun, uh, fun watch. No, I, I totally agree. I mean, starting out the year, you know, the turnover issue was, was a big thing specifically with Rudy. But he has turned a corner that way and is leading this group. And I think... I think he has a big game tonight. Um, I, I love his his scoring ability, but he's distributing the ball really, really well. I think he has 23 assists over the last three games or so and is just playing with a lot of confidence and composure, I think. And uh, if, if, he can, if he can play at that level, uh, everyone else will follow suit. And you know, I think another guy that, that comes to mind is Gideon George. Um, Gideon's a guy that, you know, we've seen him hit four or five threes in a game. If he can come in, he'll be there on the defensive end. He, he has such a big impact on that end of the floor. But he's going to get some open shots, especially if Rudy gets going. He's going to draw some attention. There's going to be some open shots there for, for Gideon uh, on, on the outside. And can he knock a few of those down? What is the key to a team like BYU who is playing against Portland, who's already acclimated with the gym, to come out and look like they're ready to play in the first five minutes. Mm -hmm. Because we hear, like, first five minutes of the game, first five minutes of the second half, those are two super critical junctures. So how does BYU get in the right mindset and get ready to be ready to go in the first five minutes against a team that shot super well the night before? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think for me it was always about – throwing that first punch, right? And, and expecting that it is gonna be a dogfight. And you know, listening to, to Pope and some of the coaches and players this week, they talked about practice being really salty. That's the word they use, salty. And they, they I'm sure, have felt uh, a little gypped by some of the, some of the conference awards. I mean, there, there's a lot of storylines that these guys can uh, use as a chip for their shoulder and, and uh, have something to prove coming into this tournament. Um, they should use all those things as motivation. And I think f for me, you come in and you've got to be, you've got to get yourself to a mindset and a level of like, figuratively, Jerem, throwing a, a, a first punch, right? <laughs> You've always been a fighter type. <laughs> but, but really, like, that's what Portland's going to do. You've played a game already. Like, you're used to those things. You can't be surprised by their effort and level of play. You've got to get yourself ready and uh, ready to go right from the beginning. And tournament's always a little bit weird. You know, there's things that are different in your warm-ups. And so... Um, you know, especially if you're the second game. BYU's the first game tonight. Right. Um, but so they'll have plenty of time. But you've got to find a way to get yourself on edge. Mm -hmm. And I think when when BYU is playing on edge, it it's a it's a much different team than when they're on their heels and and it feels like the punches just keep coming and coming. But uh, that will be something I look for in the first few minutes. And who would you use? Yeah, because Jeremy, you have talked about matchups like mm -hmm. personnel. Mm -hmm. Tyler, who would you use to defend Moses Wood and Tyler Robertson? Robertson's a yeah. huge point guard, okay, big physical dude, and Moses Wood's super long, but athletic and and likes to play beyond the arc. So, how, yeah. like, who are you defending those guys with? Yeah, I think it's Gideon George and Spencer Johnson. 
and and maybe you bring in you know a high energy guy like Richie Saunders off the bench to to throw in the mix there, but you have to control those guys first from the three-point line. You got to be there on the catch. You can't let them get catch and shoot easy threes, which I felt like happened with San Diego last night. They just let those guys get in a rhythm offensively. They lost them in transition. You got to force those guys to put it on the floor, mm-hmm. especially Moses Wood. I think he's a guy that you can really be physical with um, and force him uh, to try and go finish in with, with Foose and Atiki and um, and some of our bigs, but I think w- with Robertson, um, he's he's an interesting matchup. I mean, we talked about it yesterday, Jeremy. He is really physical and has lots of different parts to his game. Kind of reminds us uh, of Luca, dollar like, store Luca. Like likes to play with his back to the basket. He can do that from 35 feet or mm-hmm. on the block. Um, just really skilled, deceptively quick. Um, but got to stay in front of him. But I think that the biggest thing is just communicating in transition where those guys are all the time. But being there on the catch and, and forcing them into to tough two-point two shots. If it's like Louis Vuitton, Luca, perhaps it's like Kohl's. Dollar store's mean. Like, hey, discounted but still quality for a second. You're the, Kohl's you're version like the, of Luca. You're like the 8-9 seed in the WCC. You're not like the high-end. You know, but he's a good player. Good player. Very Don't want good. that to be taken out of context there. Tyler, great to have you on the show, man. There's your full defensive breakdown right there. We'll make sure that That's the fight gets passed off for Ty. That was a lot of defense. No, that was good. Defense. Come on. A little man. is right. <laughs> I had How? to stay on the floor. So Everyone's got on. their role, you know. This is our Tyler Haas here scoring 20 a game. Jeez. I'm just here to get 15. Sometimes I go for 20. Let's go. Okay, BYU Women's Hoops plays Pepperdine today. Three Eastern in the West Coast Conference Tournament. Second round, you can watch it live on BYU TV and the app. And apparently it's now always leg day for BYU football. So this does not ever apply to Jason Shepard. Never for Shepard. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Make sure you follow the show on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. He is Jeremiah Spencer. You know what time it is. Let's whip it. The Cougar Whip Round presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. How about this bit of news, Jeremy? The NCAA Football Rules Committee has officially recommended the adoption of three rule changes, which will need to be approved by the Playing Rules Oversight Panel in April. They are the following. One, a running clock after first downs, like the NFL, except for the last two minutes of each half. Mm -hmm. Banning the use of consecutive timeouts by a team, so no more icing the kicker situations. Well, just more than once. Right. And carrying over a foul to the second or fourth quarter rather than playing an untimed down. So if you get a penalty to end a quarter, then you just carry it over to the beginning of the next quarter. How do you feel about those rule changes? Uh, Interesting. The running clock wouldn't be the worst thing. You shorten the games a little bit. I don't mind the time of a football game. It's about sort of how much, like, football is perfectly suited to watch a play, watch a replay, go to the next play. Like, it's different in baseball where you're like, you know what I don't have as much time for? A full count where nothing happened. You know what I mean? I just want to get to the action. Baseball, I like it. Football, I don't need it to be sped up. So I don't know that I care about any of these that much. Like, if they did two and three, that'd be fine. The timeouts and the carryover, that'd be fine. I don't need the clock to run the whole time, which, by the way, 
Uh, they, a couple years ago, they put it in a rule where it's like, okay, until four minutes left in the, the end of the second and fourth quarter, if you go out of bounds on the ready for play, the clock starts. People forget. They're like, why is the clock starting? It's like, because this rule is like five years old. I don't need it to be shorter. I'm okay with football's length of time. I'm just thinking about, especially on late Saturday nights, when I have to wake up early on Sunday morning, I'm okay if the football game's 15 or 20 minutes faster. <laughs> we, if that means running clocks or whatever. Spence, after. we basically exist for BYU football. <laughs> so I want those 20 minutes still. Like, I, I, I want I, I, every morsel of Cougar football. I can't I handle can four-hour football games when you're an 8-15 kick, and we have to do an hour-long postgame. We get home at like 2.30 in the morning. Can I get home at 2 a.m.? Can I, it mattereth not at that point. Huh? <laughs> Come on, man. So I'm okay with that one. Yeah, I, I, I'm okay with it. Like, I'm not like, yes, these changes are incredible. Yeah. I'm okay with them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I want like a five-point field goal from 60 yards. That's the other one I didn't do. The Athletic ranks BYU at Texas as the 29th best game in the top 30 college football games to be played in the Lone Star State. It's a low ranking due to BYU's dominance over the long ones. It might be. This might be a subtle shot at uh, BYU for having a 4-1 record against Texas all time. <laughs> no, a top 30 game in Texas, that is like the most off-season football topic ever. Yes. You create a list of just the best well. games in the Lone Star State? There's Come a lot on. of good ones. Like, Yeah, we're definitely in the off-season. BYU at TCU not mentioned there, by the way. Interesting. Maybe that's a shot at TCU more than it is at BYU. Well, if BYU pulls off TCU, then uh, it'll be one of the top 10 games. Okay. On3 Sports posted this with a list of when each of the new Big 12 teams are holding their spring games. BYU up first on March 31st. Mm. Is there a benefit to BYU being the first Big 12 team to hold their spring, not game, but scrimmage? Uh, call it what you want, but uh, no, no benefit. Uh, but it will be fun to kind of take in these and see what they do and integrate into the league in a football way as early as April. It's not this fall. It's, hey, we are watching these games with interest because, hey, BYU plays that team. Yeah, most of these games are on April 22nd. It's cool that BYU is first. I'm just most excited to see if BYU has the Big 12 logo on the field for the spring scrimmage on March 31st. Why not? Why wouldn't it be there? Paint it on the field. Come on. Who will do more for themselves this weekend at the NFL Combine? Jaron Hall, Puka Nakua, or Blake Freeland? Uh, it's already Jaron Hall. And what I couldn't share, but now I have access to the internet, and so I can share right now. Internet's cool, man. Is Jaron Hall was asked about which Madden rating he should have? And this is just who Jaron is. He said, I don't know, dude. I'm not quite there yet. Just make me fast and give me a deep ball. Jaron <laughs> <laughs> Hall is going to crush the press conference, yeah. which I'm sure he is doing and has done, and interviews are going to be so good. I yeah. feel like Jaron's really going to do some work for himself. Puka Nakua revealed that he's been working out with former Bengals wide receiver and Ravens, uh, TJ Hushmanzada. Not Hushmanzada. Hushmanzada. Uh, Morgan State as well. Um, yeah, I think all three will. I think Puka is going to surprise some people um, with his speed, with his like three cone and broad jump and whatnot, where it's like, dude, this guy's really athletic. Jaron Hall as well, obviously, incredible arm, first, amazing athleticism, kind of second. And then Blake, it, remember, used to be a quarterback. Like, he's one of the most athletic left tackles in the country. I think he'll do really well also. I just love that we had three BYU dudes at the combine. And then don't forget, Pro Day coverage coming up. Uh, as well. March 24th. Later in March. Let's go. Or is it the 23rd? 
It's uh, it's in a few weeks. It's uh, in three weeks from today. This tweet was sent from former BYU Cougar Logan Magnuson, who played on that great 2011 squad with Jimmer. It's a picture from Las Vegas of Tyler Haas, Danny Ainge, and you, Jerem, sitting courtside with the caption, pictured two BYU goats and Tyler Haas. Thanks, Logan. <laughs> That's a, just kidding. The three legends right there. So question here, Jerem, is who's the headliner in that picture? Uh... Tyler would concede with me that it is Danny, um, and and then Tyler, and then that's all that matters. <laughs> I'm just I'm just there going, this is fun. Yeah, Danny's in town. Uh, played some golf yesterday, and uh, always good to see uh, the greatest player in BYU history. Yeah, it's it's Danny Ainge. Yeah, he's essentially the GM of the Utah Jazz. I mean, come on. Yeah, C CEO. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, another BYU football weight room squat video. This one featuring defensive lineman Naisamahi. But are you more impressed with the squat or the team reaction? We think this is 663 pounds, which is just insane. 663 pounds? Uh, I'm more impressed with the squat. Yes, the team reactions are always fantastic. And it's become like an internet thing to do this. But the squat itself is unbelievable. Uh, crazy. Nysa is incredibly strong. These guys are putting in the work in the offseason. Tony Puha right behind him. Didn't need to help him. Well done. 663 pounds. That's like two of you. I kid. I wish. Uh, <laughs> I ate that much. Yeah, I felt like that after last night. That's like almost four of you. Yeah, yeah Jack it, in the be, box late night. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's not even three of me. It's like three point something. <laughs> I'm like a slot receiver, Spence. Okay. Uh, listen live as BYU men's hoops faces Portland tonight, 8 Eastern on BYU Radio and the app. Big game for men's hoops. How much will Lauren Gustin be motivated to prove a point in today's game? It's beat pepper down and your season's over. We'll talk to Kristen Kozlowski next about the mentality BYU needs to have. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from the Studio Orleans. It's day two. It's an elimination Friday. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Let's welcome in one of the greats to ever put on a uniform for BYU women's basketball. She is our elite analyst as well, Kristen Kozlowski. Welcome, Kristen. What up, 2K? Thanks for having me. This is awesome. This we're is Vegas it. again. For the last time. I know. Isn't that, is, that's a little bittersweet, right? A little sad. It is bittersweet. We've had a good run here. Well, it's going to be like fun Kristen's in Kansas City. such too. a good analyst that you're probably going to be asked to come back here at some point. Oh, I you hope. work for the West I Coast hope. Conference. People are going to ask you to do You something. call games in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> this is not your last run doing tournament basketball in Las Vegas. You know what? I love the people that are associated with the WCC, so I would be honored to come back and call some games here. It's, it's been fun to work with just amazing people. The Gonzaga Invitational has been fun over the years. It <laughs> yeah. really has. Uh, you know, hopefully BYU can do some damage, which yes. brings us to today's women's game, the first game of the day. Uh, we were talking about kind of the matchup and what we think men versus women. Women have an interesting one because Pepperdine comes in with a dramatic emotional win, but how much gas is left in the tank? Meanwhile, BYU is probably a little ticked off at some of the WCC awards and whatnot. So how are you feeling about the matchup? 
That's always the question, right? Like, how tired is Pepperdine going to be after yesterday against Santa Clara? And they had to fight back. They were down 14 late in the third quarter. I mean, it, it wasn't just a blowout win for this team yesterday. Who's actually limited roster-wise? Like, their whole sophomore class is out. Their leading scorer, Ali Stedman, is out. And so the question mark will be for Pepperdine. Do they have enough energy? Mm. Can they muster up enough intensity, I think, to defend we saw them kind of in spurts where they could defend Santa Clara and, and got some stops. Um, and then you look at BYU, you mentioned the chip on their shoulder, but they're not necessarily coming in on an upward tick right now. I mean, they're, they've lost seven of their last ten games, and, and so I just think that they've been struggling. And coming in, the chip on the shoulder has to be there. I, I think you have to play with an edge when you get down here in Vegas. I don't doubt that Lauren Gustin will show up with that edge. Now, she does every game, else, right? right. Yeah. Uh, you know what you're going to get from Lauren Gustin. You know she's going to show up. She's going to be the anchor inside. She's going to be that muscle in there, that toughness in there. Lead the team in rebounding. She's been pouring in some offense. I mean, last game against Pepperdine, she had 30 points. Her career high, 30 points, 16 rebounds. She plays well against this Pepperdine yeah. team. So that's an advantage for BYU. Because BYU has lost four or five and three straight, I just feel like they are going to... They're a caged animal right now. That's what I feel like. And it's like, okay, game starts. You've, you've got all this pent-up frustration. You go and you attack. Am I crazy to think that a team that has lost four or five in three straight is going to come out and play well and, and not just play well, but I think, I think they might dominate Pepperdine today? I agree with you. I, I think you're going to come out and see a 15-plus win. You know, 15-point-plus win or 20-point win. Bunch I'm of just, homers. Hey, I, that's not, what we think. I'm not being a homer I here. But, but I do. I, I think that you're going to get a really good Nani Falate tonight, and that's the key mm. for BYU. Gustin has been the key in moments, but she can't do it herself, and we've seen that. In games where they struggle, Nani has struggled. Mm. And you're only as good as your point guard when she's handling the ball so much or if she's turning it over, and we've seen Nani kind of be up and down in terms of turning the ball over and leading this team. She's a sophomore. I get that. Like, she's young. There's a lot of pressure on her, but, but that's what you play for. That's the moment you want to be in this situation. And so I think in this game today, it's Nani Falatea is the key for BYU. How she comes out, how she pushes the ball, what she does defensively, don't take breaks. Like, she plays a lot of minutes. BYU is very limited with their depth. They're, they're a seven-tight rotation. All, all seven play 19-plus minutes. Below that, everybody's four minutes, three minutes. I mean, there's not a lot of depth for this BYU team. So for Nani, she needs to pick her moments sure. where she does get a little bit of rest here or there, and it can't be on the defensive side. This is something the coaches have really implemented with her and said, you cannot take a break on the defensive side because what you do defensively leads to your offense, and she's pushing the ball in transition. So she's going to be a key, I think. Gustin and Falatera, two and three in the league in minutes per game. They play a ton, as yes. you mentioned. So who, who else among that uh, tight seven uh, is going to be the Y factor for BYU today besides Lauren Gustin and Nani Fowler? Uh For me, it's going to be Kaylee Smiler, and I think she's probably the most underrated player on this team. And I've tried to push her and talk about her a little bit more, but Smiler is a player that doesn't get enough credit for her defense and what she's done. I mean, she held Brenna Maxwell, who is the leading three-point shooter in the nation, hit a three-point shot in every single game. Didn't it get to BYU? We saw her last Gonzaga, Saturday yeah. shut her down, and, and she did not hit one three-point shot in that game. Smiler's fifth in the conference in blocks per game. I mean, she's a guard. Like That's gnarly. It, it's really incredible what she's been able to do on the defensive side of the ball. And so Smiler is key in terms of the matchup with Marley Walls and, and slowing her down. Marley Walls, outstanding game yesterday against Santa Clara, 17 points. She's steady Eddie for them. And it just she plays very, every second. She does, right. Game. She absolutely does. And when you have Allie Stedman out, your leading scorer, 
they have to rely heavily sure. on Marley Walls. And so for Smiler, it's going to be what can she do defensively? That's where she becomes my X factor and, and what she, the presence she impacts the defensive side. She's one of the best players ever at BYU that didn't know BYU existed. In the deep blue, she talked about, I was going to go to BYU-Hawaii. I didn't even know there was BYU. Uh, Stay <laughs> by the beach. That's, that yeah. was her mentality. Yeah, uh, from New Zealand, I get it. Kristen Kozlowski is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Kristen, let's say BYU gets through Pepperdine. A matchup with San Francisco, a team that just beat BYU a couple of weeks ago on their home floor in San Francisco, awaits. How do you feel about the matchup on a neutral floor in Las Vegas against the sharpshooting Joanna Cremili? and the Dons of San Francisco. Cormelia is very scary. I think she gets down here with the lights on in Vegas and she's she's a gamer. Like, Cormelia has had incredible games and not just in Vegas, but particularly against BYU, she plays well. But go back to when they were in Provo, Smiler once again did an outstanding job on Cormelia. And so I think that's a tough matchup because San Francisco's a scary team. If they can get going and they can get hot from the outside, they have some bigs that can come out, stretch the defense. Dickey does a good job coming out, hitting threes. San Francisco's scary. Um, but it'll depend upon, I think, for BYU, if they can have multiple players in double figures, balance out the load. It can't just be guessing inside. San Francisco has Dos Santos back, which is a big inside that can kind of muscle Gustin there. So if they're going to rely heavily on Gustin in that game, they're not going to get it done. you know. And as we get to that game, it might be more of a matchup situation. Would you take Gonzaga or the field in this tournament? Ugh, this is Gonzaga's to lose. I just, it's a Gonzaga invitation. They're, they're so strong this year. and, and you, I don't know that you necessarily saw that at the beginning of the year. I think there was a lot more question marks, uh, particularly when Kaylee Chong goes down and that injury five games in. She was a starter at the time. Now her sister, Kaylin Trong, really stepped up, um, and she performed well. And, player and, of the year. Uh, player of the year, and deservedly so. That's a very balanced team, and we've seen that with Gonzaga. We saw it last year. Player of the year comes, not necessarily like these glaring numbers at you, but what Kaylin Trong has done on the floor, she's probably invaluable to what, you know, as you watch her, and she leads and commands and distributes the ball, and then... You got Yvonne Ejim, like, she's a hard matchup, and we saw. I mean, she was able to command the game and take over late against BYU. Against Lauren Gustin. And she's the reason they won that game. So they're very balanced. That's, that's a tough one. I just think nobody will be able to rock them off of their pedestal. All right, let's just have BYU get to Saturday. Both That's the goal, right? Just, One just game at a time. Win today, just get to Saturday. We're not on the team, guys. Uh, till Monday, okay? <laughs> Fine, get to Monday. And Monday then we'll see Kristen, uh, we look forward to your calls today. Thanks for the time. Thank you. We'll Thanks see you in a little bit. Which brings us to this. Starting at 3 Eastern today, we have four West Coast Conference second-round games, including two BYU games. The women versus Pepperdine at 3 Eastern. Then St. Mary's versus Pacific. Then tonight on the men's side, BYU against Portland at 9 Eastern, followed by Pacific and San Francisco. All of it on BYU TV. I can't believe we're still doing this because uh, Jerem has dominated in fantasy basketball, much like I dominated in fantasy football. Basically, whoever has the first pick wins, but we're going to throw in a tournament twist next. Are we? This is BYU Sports Nation. Are we? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, live from the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. It is time for our fantasy basketball lineups. <sighs> These are the final ones of the year, we think, unless BYU is in a postseason tournament. 
could be. We hope. We, we hope. hope. We hope there are more postseason stuff, but right? there's a chance it's not. I'd love to lose in fantasy basketball. That means BYU gets to play some more. Happily. Yeah. Hey, you want to go double or nothing? Uh, no. No? no? <laughs> <laughs> I know we did that with football and I won, but uh, oh my it was goodness. 12 and 1 for you. <laughs> we did not go. We did not go double or nothing. Okay, twist here. You can choose from any potential BYU opponent. So anybody that BYU could possibly yes. play in the tournament run for The only guarantee is Pepperdine women or Portland men tonight. Yes, that's the only guarantee. That's it. Hey, if you don't play that team, then you get no points, obviously. Take a risk, it yes. doesn't work out. Yeah. Well, I'm not taking it's a risk. It's going to be yeah. all right for me either I'm way. not taking any risk. I'm just going with the guarantee, which is Tyler Robertson, who had yeah. 23 points yep. and 10 rebounds and 6 assists last night for Portland. Cole's Luka Duncan. Yes. Yeah. So that's my pick uh, to go along with Ariel Mackey-Williams, Nani Falatea on the BYU women's side, and Gideon George and Spencer Johnson for the Cougs tonight on the men's side. Okay, I go with uh, Lauren Gustin, who almost single-handedly can hang here. Uh, yeah, she had, a, I think she had 50 parbs against Pepperdine last yeah, night. Yeah, points, two, three rebounds, uh, block steals, as we uh, count them up. Uh, all equal, right? Uh, Kaylee Smila, Rudy Williams, probably getting the start, Foos. And then I expect BYU to advance through Portland to play LMU tomorrow. Okay. okay. And I'm taking Cam Shelton, All who right. was the WCC scoring champ this year. Now, at one point you had Kaylin Trong in there from Gonzaga. At one point this morning, I was I did. very aggressive. At what point, like three minutes ago, I did. <laughs> and then you were reminded that it... of the situation. I was like, oh, yeah, I should probably. Well, listen, maybe they'll get. I guess I. I'm, I feel better about Cam Shelton than I do like. A Gonzaga player, even though I've benefited from Yvonne Ejim. It's emotionally times. easier yeah, for you. Yeah, this is a Gonzaga Invitational. We come down here and we're like, okay. whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you, all of you doing here, Gonzaga? A question of the day. Are you more excited this weekend for West Coast Conference Tournament Basketball, Cougars at the NFL Combine, or spring football practice beginning on Monday? Our elite voice of the day is presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated. Ben Peterson on Twitter says, the West Coast Conference Tournament, that is where actual games are happening. My guy, Ben. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, actual games. I enjoy sports because of the games, so that will always be my main focus. We talk now because we're not doing a game. That's how it That's works. That's exactly right. We're waiting for the games. Yep. Today's Rise and Shoutout presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Our late-night jack-in-the-box run with Tyler Haas, some tiny tacos, some creamy, creamy avocado lime ranch. Uh, just so good. So good. Unofficial advertising. <laughs> Cookies and cream shakes as well. So great. So good. Our thanks to today's guests, Tyler Haas and Kristen Kozlowski. Sorry to Dennis. We ran out of time. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to a member of the BYU Women's Basketball Sweet 16 team in 2002, Stacey Jensen. All-day basketball on BYU TV and the West Coast Conference Network beginning at 3 Eastern. See you then.